Hey guys, welcome to the Hype Attack Podcast, where we weigh in on the latest in nerd and pop culture hype. We're the fandom. We are the excited conversations we have with our friends about the nerdy things we all love and geek about. We are the Hype Attack. I am the Hype! What's up, everybody? Uh, We have all sorts of announcements this week. We uh, Star Wars Celebration, of course, just happened, and we're going to get into that a little bit later. But beyond all of those announcements and trailers, uh, Disney showed us the Indiana Jones trailer. They showed us the Marvels trailer, the Peter Pan trailer. Mm. All look really fun, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, Peacock released a trailer for The Continental, which is set in the John Wick universe. Mm. Love that, it, love it. Yeah, I'm very excited for that. Um, and then HBO today dropped, uh, news of a Tiny Toons coming back, uh, a Game of Thrones uh, prequel, like 100 years set before uh, the Game of Thrones series, and The Penguin, which I'm very excited for because mm. uh, I think he stole the show in oh, yeah. The Batman. But um, Star Wars, let's let's get in talking about that. Get to the meat of it. Yeah. <laughs> Time to talk about Star Wars. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. You're fucking nerds. Uh, so the Ahsoka trailer. What did you guys think? Oh my god! Yeah, Just I'm excited me. for that. That that looks really good. Yeah. Okay. So did anyone go deeper and find the extended trailer? I did not. No, I didn't footage. get the chance to do that. I want to. I want to. Oh I want to preface this whole conversation with something specific because, as mentioned in the first episode of our podcast, that uh, I don't know as much as you guys do, and. Other than me commenting on these trailers and announcements being like, oh, the colors are pretty and stuff, you guys are going to be the heavy hitters with all the pertinent information. I'm just going to be throwing some questions at you and just looking at you all starry-eyed, so take it away. Well, you'll you'll learn young Padawan. <laughs> yeah, he's just a young Padawan. Do I get that cool little braid? <laughs> yeah. Uh, grow some hair. <laughs> <laughs> Savage. Uh, mm. I did not look into the extended trailer stuff, um, but I've heard it showed uh, some good stuff. <laughs> when when did is you it's... dive into the uh, extended I, trailer? I did, and I wish that it was still up and I could refresh myself. But as soon as these things go up, uh, Disney copyright strikes them to oblivion. Oh, crap. Um, I do remember some of the the extra stuff. Um, Sabine actually wielding Ezra's lightsaber. Mm. Um, the big thing was they actually showed Thrawn like his full face, like mm. from the front, Ooh. because in the trailer you get that. Over yeah, the we got the shot. back shot. Yeah, but like they actually like his his full visage is on display. Oh, I would have loved to have been hot in that crowd. Hot people yeah. would have lost their minds. Um, that, that's uh, sorry to interrupt. No, that's no. that's the thing about going to any of these conventions. If anyone is listening and hesitant to go to, go to Star them. Wars Celebration, Comic Con, any of them, wait in that line, get in there because the energy you feel when you know you're surrounded by a thousand people that are just as through the roof. as you, it's it's insane. It's it brings tears to the eyes. Before we move on from that, though, a quick question. Um, Star Wars Celebration released com- the, their Celebration exclusive footage where San Diego Comic-Con has moved on from that, where they release both things simultaneously to the public and to the convention goers. What do you think is the better the better route? Uh, if I get to go to the convention, I love that it's exclusive. If yeah. I'm not there, please release it. Yeah. <laughs> I know that's the cough-out answer, but... I mean, I, I I love that it is exclusive to the fans because of that uh, Comic Con experience of like the Hall H and 
waiting in line and you're like the first ones to see it, you know, like you sacrifice all that, you know, 24 hours waiting in line. You guys have just, done it. Just, yes. Oh yeah. Yes, oh yeah. And I'll do it again. I'll die for that shit. <laughs> but, um, but it's just one of those things like where you're in that room and that, that when that electricity is in the air. Yeah. Just, just, just when that, 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 that hint of what that trailer is, that, that energy, that surge that you get, there's nothing like it. Like it's the sensation of like, I'm going to age myself here. But like (laughs) when, when we used to go to the midnight showings for, you know, for all these like movies, like the matrix back in the day, you know, like just, just, Hanging around in line with those people, and 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 just when the when the trailer starts or the movie starts, you know, yeah. people just clapping and you know yeah. just everything like the roar of, of the crowd, like it's like that gladiator arena like experience. And I feel like it should always be if it's an exclusive convention to the fans first, and then you know, like a minute or so later, yeah, you'll leak it to the regulars who couldn't go watch, but <laughs> you know, or go to the convention. But I always feel like it's a honor for the fans to just get that first taste before it like escapes into the it's atmosphere. Also ins- it's also incentive to go to those, to go to those conventions, oh, yeah. to go to oh, those yeah. events. Exactly. Yeah. I've, I've, I've personally only been at Comic-Con twice and I went to last year's Star Wars celebration. I goddamn loved every minute of it. You know, that mm-hmm. the to be under one roof where everyone either has similar or just that have this, the same same energy, even if it's for different, you know, fandoms, it's just like, yeah, we all know what we're here for. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. it's just, it's such a good environment. Oh, yeah. Like you bump into people and you just, you know, start talking. You have all these conversations yeah. and you, you're like, man, like these fans are are and loving the, it just like me. And the cosplay. Yeah. I know you guys have, have done it a very a handful of times. The cosplay is just super fucking cool. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I do think I think that the people at the convention should have uh, first go at the the sneak peeks and those always trailers. always even if I'm not there but always yeah but if I'm not there it's hey, earned hey, hey, fans hey. it's <laughs> earned but the trailer for Ahsoka even without the extended footage was still very exciting as someone mm-hmm. I, I watched the the Rebels cartoon and you know seeing a lot of those characters all of the characters uh, in live action for the first time second time for some I think Chopper was in Rogue One. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. um, but seeing all that was super cool, and like I love Sabine, so I'm, I'm very excited to see her live action. I wish I did see the extended trailer with her with Ezra's lightsaber. Um, but you know some of the details from that, like uh, <clears throat> the orangish or orange lightsabers, I think mm-hmm. that that's super kind of interesting. That was- that's one of those details that I think Star Wars nerds are gonna be like really get into but i am curious to see why they're not a solid red lightsaber and it was it was two characters that were i would i i immediately mistook them as sith right mm-hmm. it was a female or male character and they looked you know dressed in black kind of telltale sign mm-hmm. of a, a bad guy black hat characters and and i thought i thought that they were wielding red lightsabers and then at second glance and then you confirmed it later isn't it kind of orange yeah I have no idea what the hell that means. There's a soundbite of uh, someone asking Dave Filoni about this, and he he said what well, he took the inspiration from like the original Star Wars, where Darth Vader sometimes just because the, the way the effects look, his lightsaber looked a little orange, and he's like, well, that's kind of weird and, and cool, and he put that in there as like a maybe they're not exactly what you think they are at first glance because that's you know their lectures aren't solid red they're not mm. maybe they're not 
solid bad guy is. And then in the trailer, you see both of them fighting what looks like Empire and New Republic uh, soldiers. Mm-hmm. So you don't know where the hell they're coming from, whose side they're on. They're in the gray zone. Though yeah. in the extended trailer, the the younger one is fighting Sabine, and they're going head to head with lightsabers. So once again, uh, <laughs> your guess is as good as mine yeah. at this point. And, and, but it makes sense. So you know, the Ahsoka's series is taking place in the New Republic era, um, which they released a timeline uh, at the Star Wars Celebration, which we'll get into. But New Republic era is the Mandalorian era, the Book of Boba Fett. So this is a time period that, you know, the Empire has fallen. The Jedi Order is still relatively new. Luke's rebuilding the temple mm-hmm. that we saw in, in The Mandalorian. Or um, was that the Book of Boba Fett? Book of Boba Fett? Yeah. Bo- yes. Uh, yeah, it was the yeah. Book of Boba Fett. The, where half of it wasn't actually about Bo- where, Boba Fett. Where, where everybody yeah. said that uh, the Boba Fett series got, got good when <laughs> Mando came in. I will, I will never forget that moment. Where Mando walks in and he's on the screen and you just hear the music. Oh yeah, and and, it, and you're like, oh, that was the beginning of an episode. Series? It was like yeah. mid yeah, mid yeah, season, yeah. beginning of the episode, yeah, yeah, yeah. and and all of a sudden you're not on Tatooine, mm-hmm. and yeah, the music hits <laughs> so good. Uh, but um, yeah, so it's it's kind of an interesting time period because you know maybe these are you know force sensitive lightsaber users maybe they're not full Sith because, you know, the rule of two and, and Palpatine mm-hmm. is gone at that point and Vader's gone. Is um, Palpatine really ever gone? No, apparently not. <laughs> you know, someone's cloning and clones are banging and everything. But what does Poe say that one time? He goes, somehow Palpatine is back. <laughs> cool. Thanks for the explanation. <laughs> yeah. He came back in Fortnite. Um, <laughs> oh, God, alert. don't get me started. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Uh, so, so maybe these are, you know, maybe dark side-ish but not Sith because there's mm-hmm. no one to teach him about the Sith. So, I mean, we'll, we'll see where it goes. Um, oh, uh, that's but- the fun. Sorry. That's the fun of exploring these kind of new eras on the timeline, mm-hmm. the new Republic, the high Republic, the, the high Republic and the Dawn of the Jedi are all kind of new areas to explore. And we'll get into all that, which I'm also excited to see where things go from here. Like as in with all the new era stuff. Oh yeah. well, the um part of the announcements or or anything else about Ahsoka? Well uh, I would just like I, to add what you said, like how does everybody uh feel right now about like the the live adaptation of all these characters that are coming in now? I wanted like, to touch on that. So <clears throat> uh I know a handful of, of uh of the voice actors are reprising the role as a live mm-hmm. action, which I think is the fucking coolest thing because you have um, uh, Bo-Katan who was voiced by Katie Sackhoff and she gets to play her in the live action and it's something that that uh, she's able to carry that attitude that she had in the in the animated series and gets to carry and because she's also a live actor she was in Battlestar Galactica yeah, Starbuck yeah, yeah. Starbuck and so she she's able to you know to to do that she has the the, the acting chops to do that and um, I don't know the actor's name last name Mickelson. Right, who's going to be uh, who voiced Thrawn, and he's going to be playing him in Ahsoka. Lars Mikkelsen. Lars. Lars Mikkelsen. Yeah. Lars. Oh, yeah. So close. Um, I I love that. I I love uh, people that voiced him and then get to to actually play them live action. And I don't know much about who voiced Sabine or any of the other characters, but it isn't who's playing them in live action, right? Right. 
I don't think so. But that being said, I love Scott Pilgrim versus the world, and I fucking love Mary Elizabeth. I love her. Oh, oh my on Mary God. Those big, beautiful eyes. <laughs> Ramona. I mean, come on. Uh, no, I, I, uh, they haven't, have not, not ever fallen short as of yet of, of casting amazing actors to play these, these characters that everybody fucking loves because. Like I said before, I don't, I, I'm not well versed in the Star Wars world like you guys are. I've watched uh, the movies, uh, the trilogies. I've seen some of the shows. I'm trying to watch some Bad Batch. I've definitely been watching the Mandalorian, but the animated series like Rebels and um, Clone Wars. Clone Wars. I haven't watched any of those, but get them already. Get them. Shame. Yep. It hurts every time. <laughs> All the time. That's a little tear coming out here. I, I know the cartoons, but watch. <laughs> Just watch. No, no, no. I, I, I only have so much time in the day. And so there's so many things oh, to consume. So, I mean, we have a list of things that are all shows and movies. A person only has a finite amount of time in the day. But that being said, um, use the force. I, I was peripherally aware of the character Ahsoka. And when she popped up, played by Rosario Dawson in uh, the second season of The Mandalorian. I knew enough to be bonkers excited about it. Mm-hmm. One, because I love the actress, and two, because it's just I've I've learned that it's such a an important character, and that she gets her own show is the fucking coolest thing. Yeah, and they is did, the, they did is a really. The, oh, oh, sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Is the show for? I mean, the uh, <laughs> the show theme for Ahsoka. I heard anyways, but is is she supposed to be like a like a Ronin Jedi, like mm-hmm. wandering around and yeah, because she left the Jedi order during the clone Wars cartoons. Mm-hmm. And then um, I don't think she ever returned. And one of my favorite lines from the rebels cartoon was when, you know, she was ready to face Vader and Vader's like, Oh, revenge isn't the way of the Jedi. And she like ignites her lightsaber. is like, I'm no Jedi. Yeah, I've mm-hmm. heard people comment that it. same yeah. thing. That she's um, no Jedi. So yeah, I think, you know, rebels ended with, I think Sabine saying like she's going to like look for Ezra. And I think, you know, Ahsoka is obviously still after Thrawn. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and we got a taste of that in Mandalorian. Like she's off doing her thing. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's what I was going to say was even if you weren't aware of who she was, Mandalorian did a great job of introducing like she's a badass. Yeah. You know, oh my God. Right. Yeah. Really, really yeah. good. But which, which, by the way, that episode, sorry, that, that episode had a very, uh, as you guys said it earlier, the like a samurai uh, feel the entirety mm-hmm. of that episode and her introduction to her, uh, Ahsoka and the Mandalorian. It, and I, and I, I mean, Star Wars itself was sort of like, uh, what, uh, like samurai based mm-hmm. space opera anyways. Yeah. So the, fir- the like- first movie was certainly what, uh, the Odyssey slash wizard of Oz slash Star Wars. They're all like the same story. It's the quintessential like story, mm-hmm. but I think there was samurai influence uh, um, beyond that. Uh, one more thing I want to bring up before we move on from Ahsoka: uh, How versed are you guys with the character of Thrawn specifically? Uh, just from Rebels, but I know the books yeah, only from went the into a lot. Rebels, yeah, second. he's he's uh, from the first the first continuation of the books past the original trilogy. Um, he was the main villain in the first three books, written by Timothy Zahn. Um, he is a, a character that's, you know, close to my heart because that's where I started 
my adventure with the extended Star Wars universe was with those books. And then I jumped into everything else. You know, I just had the the three movies that I watched over and over and over and over and over again until I ran out the, the VHS tape. <laughs> um, but don't date yourself. <laughs> um, anyway, the uh, in the trailer, Ahsoka mentions uh, she's been hearing, you know, whispers of Thrawn's return as heir to the Empire, which was the title of the first novel that mm-hmm. he was in. So that it's a direct call back to that. So very exciting. So very fucking I bet. exciting. I bet. Because they it's Thrawn's character comes from almost outside of the Star Wars galaxy. Like there's you know, you have the core planets, you have the, the mid rim, the outer rim, and then you have the unknown regions. That's where Thrawn hails from. And he they pull him from that and throw him into the mix in Star Wars. And then when Rebels wraps up and you know Ezra takes him wherever he takes him, like they go back to that. So there's like a wealth of of you know more story that they could be pulling in from from there. That's possibly where these two new force users are coming from, hmm. um, mm. stuff like that. But just that that callback in the trailer, like it just melted into a pool when she said that. Like yeah, I, think- I was ready for it. You and I were talking the other day about the books, and you you told me like what those stories were, and I thought it was interesting because you said Thrawn, I think in the original the original books before they became legacy, but uh, I think you said they even in the newer books, the new canon stuff, that Thrawn found like a threat outside, and him coming back, we were discussing the idea that the trailer certainly set it up like Thrawn's going to be the villain of this, but there is a possibility. That he might gonna do it. (laughs) There's a possibility that he could be coming back to fight alongside these heroes against a larger threat. Which, Which, oh, sorry, go ahead. uh, I was gonna say, which would be interesting. So, yeah, Um, you can add to that. That because I what I found interesting, I don't know if if this is gonna connect or not, but in one of the recent episodes of Mandalorian, that they show that the X Wing pilot going back to Coruscant to try to get the New Republic involved in the skirmishes that are going on in the mm-hmm. outer rim and they're like, well, we kind of have our hands busy in the core. Like outer rim is, is on its own. Like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, we, we can't get into everything. Like we're not, we're stretched in blah, blah, blah. Like this could be as it's set up now, like they could totally bring in this, like an outside threat that comes, you know, first into the outer rim. And you know, that war takes place there far from the center of the universe, far from the new Republic. And they can, tell like a self-contained story mm. in the star Wars universe and still make reference to, you know, like we're not touching the, the, the sequels, but here's a new story in the universe. And that's just, you know, as epic as the main story. That's right. Cause the, the majority of, uh, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but the majority of uh, the star Wars movies and shows, um, have a bit of a through line, uh, politics, there's always the politics of the oh, Republic absolutely. or the mm-hmm. or the Empire, um, and w- which is and I don't want to go too deep into it, but which, which is what I love about uh, Andor and the Mandalorian is they expand and explore the politics. It isn't just that per- that you know that person's in trouble. Let's go save them. Let's convince someone so and so to go to go help out. No, it's like no, we got some bureaucratic red tape to 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 work through. Yeah, I I, I really enjoy that they're showing those. I mean those aspects of the new Republic. I know people have complained that some of these episodes of Mandalorian have gone back to that full Coruscant episode where they spent the whole time basically mm-hmm. kind of dealing with that. But it, it was, I, I found it interesting as much yeah. as I like, you know, all the explosions in action. I was like, 
I'm pretty excited about the politics of because I, I, I've you know one of the I sorry is one of the things um, as I've watched the movies and the shows is again you see all the actiony stuff, and and you kind of follow somewhat of the storyline, but the the thing that I mean all they've always been really good about is keeping uh, like a consistent storyline that maybe some people don't really focus too much on maybe you catch in in like the beginning uh, you know uh, crawl. You know, they kind of yeah. explain all that. It's like, let's call the political stuff out of the way, but to expand it and make it such an interesting, almost House of Cards-esque, without Kevin Spacey, way um, is is fascinating. They're doing a good job about it. Yeah. One, one thing I wanted to point out was, if you watched Andor, they showed a lot of the bureaucracy of the Empire. Yeah. And in that episode of Mandalorian, they showed a lot of that same bureaucracy mm-hmm. is happening in the New Republic. And I just, you know, it's, it's kind of a cool thing to see. And I think there was even one of those, like, upper class people even commenting like or making a comment and someone's like oh no dear that's not the empire anymore it's like oh whatever it's all the same and yeah. i love like that aspect of again like there's yeah. this underlying social political commentary throughout yeah. it all but uh so the thrawn story will be interesting because as of now a lot of this new republic story that we're getting it's all in the outer rim is kind of meandering. I mean, the whole Mandalorian thing is meandering. Boba Fett's doing his little thing on Tatooine. So it would be cool if we get that big war that you're talking about, because then it would kind of make the New Republic stand out as like a key important part, not just some random thing that happened until Palpatine came back with the yeah. New Order and blew up the Senate. Somehow Palpatine came back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So do we know uh, is... Vader supposed to possibly be in the series? Did they? Did Hayden anybody Christian make it? He has, a, he has a credit in the. If you go to, I don't know if it's IMDb page or the Wikipedia page, but he has a credit. He's in there. That he's in Ooh. there, and I've I've heard I've watched videos and I've heard rumors about how they're going to use a character. I don't know if flashback if you guys want to hear it or not, but it's yeah, it's oh yeah, it's kind of far out there. Give it to me, baby. But mm-hmm. interesting mm-hmm. how it kind of deals with Ahsoka's destiny her overall destiny like if she says she's not a jedi and you know she's trying to follow her own path but it kind of somehow some kind of plot device is supposed to like put her back in these situations where um like anakin versus uh obi-wan on mustafar would be it would have been if she stayed in the order would have been anakin versus ahsoka mm. instead oh, and they go back to that you know they show that duel so like mm. they're they're they kind of like replay her life and like you know no matter what choice you made, destiny would have led you to this spot. That's cool. But that's just, you know, that I, as, as cool as I would, as I think that is, and I would love to see it, like, grain of salt. Mm-hmm. Don't get too excited. I'm curious if, too late. if the writers... <laughs> Because it just it could just be a it could just be a voiceover where where God you damn, hear I feel my going, nipples. I'm excited. Yeah. So, I'm curious. And then, that's that's his, his sole credit in that. And, you know, <laughs> just like a quick force ghost, like shaking his head or something. That that was Ewan McGregor's <laughs> you know sole credit in like episode nine was was uh, oh yeah he's like, Ray yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> like that was it. That was, I was like oh they got they got Ewan McGregor to reprise his role. And, no, it's just Ray. <laughs> it was cool though that they took a oh man the original actor for obi-wan they were able to take a line from oh alex, alex Guinness. Guinness? yeah alec or alex alec they were able to Corrected. take uh, a line that he said and cut oh that's ray out. right so they were they were able to get him to say ray but it was through you know when she was like hearing her magic yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah um so i mean this whole ahsoka story this whole uh thrawn thing is 
probably going to take place in one of the three new movies they announced at Star Wars Celebration, which is the movie taking place during the New Republic, the Mandalorian era. Dave Filoni and uh, help me out. Happy. What's his Favreau. name? John, John, John Favreau. Favreau. John they've Favreau. been they've been guiding you know the this, guy from Swingers. <laughs> yeah, how's he doing? <laughs> they've been guiding this this process this the storyline, um, and Dave Filoni actually gets to direct the movie. So him isn't this his first? Yeah. Oh really? He, he went from animation to you know the Mando live action stuff, and now he's gonna get a movie. Um, and I'm with which it. Which is cool as hell. You listen to any of his interviews; he is passionate. Mm-hmm. passionate and that's the best person to to direct or help create all of these things like, i remember like passionate. a little snippet of a story of those guys talking like they're they're talking to to each other and they're like can you believe we're getting paid to <laughs> to to make these movies that we literally talk about yeah. to each other since you know yeah. we met and that's all we used to do you know is talk about you know star wars and here we are Talking about Star Wars, but now we actually get to make these movies. Like, because because people dream. people like that get to make you know the non conventional storylines happen, mm-hmm. whether it be in a show or in a, in a movie. You know, it's one of those things, and I don't want to go too psychoanalytical, psychoanalytical about it, but you know, uh, Doug had mentioned in our last episode about like some movies being um, formulaic. Or someone shows being formulated, you know, you get the thing. We talk about Blue Beetle, right? Mm-hmm. There's a thing, you gotta get the thing, you gotta do the thing. The end, we learn a sort of lesson. Oh, and people yeah. scream a lot. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, 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 don't move. <laughs> and a lot of. <laughs> but, um, what? <laughs> That's my train of thought. <laughs> Sorry. The former lake. Oh, yeah. So, but, but people like this are able to. You know, in essence, tell the audience, I'll tell you what you want. You're not going to know it until we give it to you. That, mm-hmm. I couldn't make that sound less weird. <laughs> but but that happens a lot where people go, well, like with the original and the, the new trilogy of Star Wars, where people were like, well, that was too much like the old one. No, that one's, this one's too different. You're like, well, just shut up and just, you know, let's let's let the creators create. And and present to you this beautiful storyline that their creative I'm not a creative that the, the creative mind can can pump out and you'll watch it and get blown the hell away and you'll shut up and freaking like it. Yeah, I, one of my big things for any of these kind of movies is when the the creators, the makers of them, trust the audience. Mm-hmm. And someone like Filoni, I feel he's gonna trust us. And, and something with with shows like Mandalorian and Ahsoka, which I mean everybody watches. I really hope they go into this movie just trusting us to to know Star Wars, to accept it, and then they can just t- they could tell us their story without a lot of like hand holding. There is a fine line though between trusting the audience and being like, "Oh, you didn't watch or read these things." Yes, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, you you they, you have to be aware of like a good portion of your audience is just going to be there because yeah they they want to be there that Friday night or whatever at the theater, but. Still, like when it comes to like these kind of IPs or, or uh, things, uh, yeah, just uh, trust goes a long way. Oh yeah, I feel like that. Like they know the fans, and because they're one themselves, and I feel like they're gonna give us, you know, what we want slash what they want. Because I mean, with what they're doing right now with the Mandalorian, like it's for this character to just come in and everybody has so much love for the actor and mm-hmm. the character. Like I, 
Of Grogu? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh my gosh, that guy when he was on that other thing. <laughs> but I I wholeheartedly like trust them for what yeah. they're gonna do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Before we get off on too much of a tangent, which um, we won't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Anyway, um, the the recent uh, quote attributed to one of the creators. I don't know if it was John or Dave uh, about the Mandalorian, or maybe it was one of the episode directors. But the Mandalorian doesn't necessarily apply to din anymore oh yeah yeah how it's about all of them and someone brought up in a thread i was reading on reddit that at some point din's character will probably be best be served you know falling in combat Mm. and that's you know a mandalorian's kind of thing and Mm. i'm not ready the story would probably be served best by that happening and grogu kind of making his own way and then jumping from there all the way to Ray's new trilogy. That's right. Because that's the rumor going around right now. As because he'll be that's the rumor. He'll be old enough at that point to you know to be actually interact with yeah with Ray's you know yeah put in work as a character as opposed to a squirming baby queen. And (laughs) like honestly, (laughs) oh my god, I can't even fathom that. Like. My eyes is getting watery. Yeah, like, like, like that, that's like, my question. Can you can you fathom that 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 moment? I Ugh. want it. I want it so bad. But and and like you said, like oh my god, I'm I'm I'm, I'm getting emotional. He but really is to have yeah, to have a Kleenex. Mando like die in combat, which I've in envisioned that yeah. in my head. So when it happens, it doesn't hurt as much. But because he dies, how much would it mean to just see Grogu like don his armor? Like I, it would that be, that aspect of just physically seeing that? No, I'm it, not ready. As far as I'm ready, but I'm not. <laughs> as far as storytelling aspects go, it would be the the poetic way to do it. Oh yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. You know, not not every story needs the happy ending. Mm-hmm. Well, that's where Star Wars differs from maybe like the DC comics or Marvel comics or anything by giving us this timeline, they've established like, you know, characters are going to die. Oh yeah. Whether it's on the battlefield or rogue what. one. Oh yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Holy and, and we knew that going into it. Yeah. I didn't. Um, <laughs> but, no. that, that whole film was just one step below a snuff piece. <laughs> yeah. Has it not been previously established and illustrated enough that I, I don't know a lot well, what's going to happen? That, that's almost that, I mean, that makes it almost more interesting to watch that movie thinking that you're going to get the happy ending because we all knew yeah. it was going to happen and it was still devastating. Yeah, nuked. Spoiler mm-hmm. you yeah. You're not allowed to watch any of these new Star Wars movies without me present because I, I need to live. <laughs> through, I need to live yeah, through you. Yeah, yeah. I need yeah. that, that lens of like, I have absolutely no idea what's going on. Holy shit, the emotional impact. Um, but yeah, the Mandalorian not being just about Din Djarin, um, I think, I noticed that especially this season. They're they're really exploring With that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I think beyond Bo-Katan, they're they're exploring just this New Republic era mm. more, which maybe it's because they are leading to this movie, or or they just want to explore the eras more, which is awesome for me because I I love world building and I love seeing all those little things, and so it makes sense to me to move on from from just him, but. Um, I mean, I hope they bring it back a little bit, but I do see, like, especially in the movie, if they killed him off, that would that would see, make that movie like. Talk but about, it would make sense. Oh, yeah. it, it it would make sense because of just 
who he is and 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 him you know this is the way and like like what what he represents i feel like his 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 sacrifice is that thing that would probably bring all of them together because in the last episode like he had like like how he explained you know everything to the rest of the mandalorians like when he gave her the the dark saber bogatan like you know with his speech like mando is like that character who i feel that like he'll do anything to get these guys back together he is very because the whole mandalorian is is a religion he is a an a, probably the most religious mandalorian mm-hmm. alive the no, most he's devout he's, yeah I think he also just understands what needs to be done. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I think he recognized that Bo-Katan would be a better leader than he could. And even if that's him having to sacrifice, you know, himself for, for her, you know, for Grogu or whoever, like, I feel like he's that character that would do that. Yeah. I think he has that overall, like, Mandalorian saved me. I'd already be dead if it wasn't for them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, whatever sacrifice I have to make to them is acceptable because i owe them he that. knows it's yeah. not about he already knows it's not about him oh yeah like it's above him like it's bigger yeah. than him like he and we see like he understands that it would be interesting because so far for the most part it, it, i don't want to say selfish because that's i don't want to apply the, that kind of negative connotation to him but his story has not really involved a larger story mm-hmm. and that will be interesting with if he is involved in this battle with Thrawn, if like the new order or anything comes up to see him sacrifice himself for that, maybe that bigger galaxy wide picture, part of the, maybe this Skywalker saga or something like that. Um, Cause we haven't really seen it. He's off doing his little side quests and taking Grogu to Luke and then <laughs> taking Luke elsewhere. Oh, I love that, that everything like the... he has to get done is every, every mission he has to do. Like it's never easy. Like, Oh, you want to do this? But first you yeah. didn't, didn't like the law and order ask uh, procedural with book <laughs> Every time I say her name, I want to go book a damn book a damn book a damn crease. Oh, it's very, <laughs> yeah. But his whole storyline is very Japanese RPG. Like, Oh, you want this? Well, you better go find me these three things first. Yeah. I'm almost jealous. I kind of wish my life worked that way. <laughs> Oh, could you imagine if you just wanted to go get a donut, but they're like, but first. (laughs) (laughs) If the reward was donuts? Well, that's kind of like what it's it's like being married. Oh, you want that? Well, you're going to have to buy me some food and buy me some coffee. Oh, geez. Scratch my head. (laughs) (laughs) Just touch it. (laughs) Such it. Look at it. Okay, now look away. Now look Um, again. Think about it. Don't think about it. So we we've mentioned the the one movie and we we touched slightly on the big announcement. One of the big announcements was that Ray was coming back to or Daisy Ridley was coming back to reprise her role as Ray uh, Skywalker. Uh, I have yeah. problems with that, but <laughs> big taking, problems taking place uh, fifteen years, I think they said after the rise of Skywalker yeah. uh, under the New Jedi Order name for the era. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. I like the Ray character. I think the movies. Plenty of opinions on the movies, but I, I like the Ray character, and I am, I hope that this is a good chance to redeem. And I am curious if they are going to tie her story back to any of this stuff that they've introduced since. What do you mean by redeem? She doesn't need to redeem anything. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but um, speaking of the the Skywalker name, do you guys know who she was originally supposed to be the daughter of before they ended up changing everything? Was it going to be a Kenobi or? Yeah, she was supposed to be the daughter of Obi Wan. Well, that's what I thought. 
She was, when I was see, trying to guess who the hell she was going to be, see, I did not expect that Palpatine. That seemed more like a rumor that they that the internet tried to will into existence. I haven't read anything yeah. that oh, was a conversation. She, I mean, a <laughs> confirmation of that. I thought I read a article that she said that she came out and said that uh, there, there's something here that says... She da- came out as a Palpatine. Daisy Ridley reveals Rey was originally <laughs> going to be uh, Obi-Wan's daughter, but... <laughs> A lot of the threads and you know the comments, you know the internet, but uh, a lot of people said because we figured it out, they said no. Oh, <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I'm just saying that that's just what the people think. They're like they just didn't want us to be right, so so they ended up changing it. But that's really not what happened. But I'm just say saying. That. But uh, yeah. Oh, the arrogance. More and more, I find myself agreeing with what Ryan Johnson was trying to do in the Last Jedi. The movie had its faults, absolutely. But his idea that Ray was a nobody, mm-hmm. I kind of wish they stuck with it. I, I think the whole message... That angle, yeah, like I think a lot of people wanted that yeah. more so than her being tied to anybody. But I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, because I mean, this whole idea of the Force is constantly trying to find balance. As one side, ri- as one side rises, the mm-hmm. other side rises mm-hmm. to meet it. Yeah. It's weird to me that the Force just chooses like a couple families to do it in. <laughs> Like uh, you, you have the whole galaxy, and it's like, oh, oh, the the light side's rising. The Skywalkers are getting stronger. I don't know. Send up a Palpatine, and it's like you got a whole lot of people. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I and I think it would have been cool if she ended up being a nobody. Oh no, it would have been cool. Like, but it was. I feel like they wanted a closure for her character because you know she she's been on that planet for so long, and she's been trying to find out like who left her there and all that stuff. And I feel like if they would have left it as nobody, I mean, I would have been fine with it, but I, I feel like for like a lot of the audience uh, members and, and, and just her herself, I just feel like they felt like they had to rather than just leaving her, you know, just uh, like a no name. But, but also with, with her movie being announced, a lot of people want Kylo Ren to come back like that that whole like it can happen because well somehow Palpatine returned right <laughs> they were already cloning him they they're they're dubbing this thing this Raylo oh yeah like they're 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 literally demanding Ray that Swallow. Kylo comes back and I'm like oh my god here we go the movie was just announced and there's already fans like well if you're bringing her back you better bring back yeah I, I am curious what they're going to do with them as far as villains and and overall story. I know I know it's her rebuilding the Jedi Order, um, but yeah, I do like that concept though of yeah, her rebuilding it, especially after the revelations that she had with Luke about just how the faults in the Order and everything mm-hmm. like that. It it'll be interesting for her as pretty much the last Jedi at this point to start anew and and. And who knows where they're going to go with this? You know, five years from now, we might be talking about like, oh, 200 years from this point, mm-hmm. there's all this other story. And then Sith have come back or whatever. And it's another Palpatine. Um, <laughs> I mean, you're coming to the new Jedi Order series where they blew up the Republic Capitol in, yeah. in that first so, the movie. So, like, there's going to be like a huge power vacuum. There's going to be, you know, who's controlling this, who's fighting this. Um, who's building up armies again to, you know, redress old grudges. And then there's Ray trying to start the, the new Jedi. There's 
massive potential in this timeline. It's just, are they going to pick it up and actually do it justice? Or are they going to kind of fumble it the way they kind of fumbled the, the sequels? Well, I feel like they have to pick it up and go hard because of, of the, the, the backlash that they, you know, had in the new trilogy. Like they have to, from, from here on out, like I feel like they have to make it happen, especially with all the, uh, shows going on right now. Like, I feel like all the shows are pretty much hitting like a home run, but, um, it's the movies that I, I feel like they're more concerned about. Well, and it's, it's, it's like I have said before that it's easy to love the shows. Although it wasn't really hot about the book of Boba Fett. I mean, it had its moments, but but yeah, but, uh, it's easy to love, uh, a series because they can, they can flesh out all the more nuanced details about things. Mm-hmm. And then to, to, again, to have to squeeze in such a big story, you know, like the Skywalker saga or the Palpatine saga. And to... Into Everything's the, a Palpatine saga. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it, it's so much more pressure. There's no, there's, no re- there's no breathing room. Because in, again, movie nerd, um, typically in movies... Every shot, every angle, every scene, everything needs to inform the story. You mm-hmm. can't have throwaway stuff. You can't have a throwaway, uh, you know, Mandalorian procedural episode. It all has to serve the bigger story. Oh, yeah, it has to serve. So a there's a shit ton of pressure for those movies. But, but I feel now like they have the people, as in the right people behind it, to move this universe uh, forward. I felt like when Disney got the rights to Star Wars, like they just signed the paper and movies immediately came out. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they didn't take the time to like yeah. figure out, okay, like this is really what we need to do, or they need to comb through, you know, everything. Like, what do we like, you know, that's already in existence or that's what's canon? Like, they just <clears throat> signed the contract. Did another trilogy, which I do believe that they said after that last trilogy, they're like, "Oh, we're not going to do trilogies anymore. We're going to do like that." Uh, That's what I thought. That 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 Marvel cinematic yeah. uh, recipe where where everything was going to lead up to, mm-hmm. which I knew they were lying. But <laughs> anyways, but but it's just one of that thing. Like I just felt like they didn't take the time to 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 literally sit there get you know writers and people you know who actually you know, have a passion for, for Star Wars, you know, and all this stuff, and then just move forward from there. But I hope that after this uh, last trilogy that they kind of, well, it seems like they're taking a step back. And you know what? We we really do need to take our time with this and and, and actually flesh these things out mm-hmm. because, you know, there there are people out there that care about this particular universe. We should hope so. Yeah. <laughs> quick, two quick points. Um when Disney sold, or not Disney, when Lucas sold the rights to Disney and he had scripts for the next three movies ready to go, do you think Disney was foolish to to sideline those in favor of its own stories? It's hard to say because I yeah, think it's hard to to judge. At that time, people still had animosity towards those prequel movies, mm-hmm. and oh, was, big time! And it was one of those things where it's like. I like Star Wars, you know, but those prequels, like ah, Jar Jar Binks. And so I was like, oh, we're going to bring Lucas. It's like, oh, is he going to have another Jar Jar? Like there was certainly some creative choices that Lucas made 
um, that I think will always just kind of sting and, and, you know, but I, I mean, I'm curious, I'm curious what mm-hmm. he had planned. I, I still want to know if, 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 if that, uh, Darth Jar Jar thing is <laughs> like real or not. just going to bring that up. Someone like that thing, like, because if you watch the, the, the trilogy, there's, there's times where Jar Jar is in the background and, and if, if you're like an animator, what they explained is you're not going to waste time on animation, like animating him, like doing these little things mm-hmm. to like hint that he's, you mm. know, possibly this type of person. So there's intention. Yeah. Like I feel like because how we have Yoda, when you're introduced to Yoda, like he's like that goofy, you know, mentor, you know, Jedi master. And he's kind of, kooky Mm -hmm. but you know he can throw down (laughs) so with that said like the the sith were always you know devious and you know you're talking shit about george he's coming for you that house right there we yeah. should do a good george oh well that's that those guys um, that uh that house over there let's uh, get him but it was <laughs> just things that were said that that like the way jar jar moved and how he jumped and like flipped and all yeah. that kind of stuff that 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 made it seem like he had a strong connection to the fourth <laughs> but he was just putting the ruse on people to say that he like he was this goofy character uh because aren't there people that are aren't there uh, p- characters in it, or just people in in the the Star Wars world that um, are somewhat force sensitive but not necessarily you know mm-hmm. they don't have a high M count you know the midichlorians in the bloodstream that's not super high like Grogu or Yoda or any of the Skywalkers Palpatine um, but some people have like some force sensitivities yeah oh yeah I, I was laughing because. You know, you take someone like Ray, who a lot of people aren't too happy with. They don't, they don't like her. She's a. We talk. Mark Hamill loves her. Yeah, <laughs> but, I'm such a big fan. I mean, I don't know if they've don't ever established. Me, I don't know if they've ever established how long a Gungan lives. Well, what if Darth Jar Jar ends up being the villain <laughs> in Ray's <laughs> new <laughs> movie? <laughs> oh my god! Like everyone's already like already unhappy enough. It's like, oh, they're bringing Ray back, and then like she finally faces her villain, and it's like Misa got no, I, I think Ahmed <laughs> Best would absolutely lose my shit. <laughs> that might be the first time I throw my popcorn at a theater. <laughs> it, it was, I, I hope um, he rides out on a bike like Jigsaw. <laughs> gonna play a game with you <laughs> he actually lights think, his lightsaber with his tongue <laughs> Ahmed best would kick some ass because him, oh, yeah. him like coming back into into the the, the world of Star Wars right. as a Jedi I forget his name because he, he had as a big outlash for him playing Jar Jar Binks so I think that would he would kick some ass yeah. well him happening. and young Anakin like oh my oh, god man, he, he got punished right. yeah, oh, punished. yeah young Anakin. Oh. Um, so going uh, sorry, abrupt and uh, but going from to the complete other side of the Star Wars canon timeline, the third movie that was announced at Star Wars Celebration is the Dawn of the Jedi, which is a or that's the era. And I don't know, did they say yeah. that was the name of the movie as I, well? I think they just announced the era and the movie is going to take place in that era. I'm yeah, not sure it's if about that's the, the first Jedi, the right. prime Jedi, or whatever, or like the, the discovery of the force. I think oh, is man. all of this. This is an era that's, you know, way before the Old Republic, which anyone that played the games or read the books knows about. Um, 
yeah, I mean, there's not much to say other than it's like, it sounds really interesting. And I'm curious, again, if it's going to link somehow directly to what we see. I'm curious what's going to come out first. Like, I almost want to see the Dawn of the Jedi come out before maybe some of the others and maybe they can link to that story but uh there's not do you know uh by, by any chance uh rudy is there is there anything in the books that ever explain like the creation of the force like where it came from and all that stuff i think they went way back in the comics which i'm not too familiar with i read some of them but uh none of the books dealt with like the first jedi or like mm. you know the first Sith or even just the first force sensitive so I will throw this to Doug. I hope it's kind of like the Green Lantern, like the first, oh, the uh, first Green Lantern to ever. Uh, l- l- well, he didn't really find it, but he kind of manipulated it in a way where it worked different from all the rest of the lanterns, and then like it was just this new thing. If oh, I'm, you're talking about Alan Scott? Yeah, yeah like if I'm, yeah, I kind of right I, or wrong. I like that idea of that. I mean, it would make sense because there's not going to be a Jedi Order. It's going to be someone that maybe finds this thing. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm curious if he's going to even have a lightsaber or, or maybe the Force is somehow going to guide him to the Kyber Crystals and, and making yeah. this. And it could end up being something completely different to what we get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, uh, I don't know, not to nerdsplain, I guess, at this point. No, Alan please, Scott, the look original, me dead in the eyes and nerdsplain it. Real quick, because I, I know we're talking about Star Wars mostly. The original Green Lantern was Alan Scott, which took place, like, you know, back in the forties, one of the original superheroes, his ring, they later retcon to be like, he found a piece of this meteorite and his, his ring was more magic based. He wasn't part of the green lantern core. Cause there was no green lantern core at that point. Um, and then, you know, in this later on in the sixties, they created the green lantern core and those rings were more science based or whatever, but he was still kind of part of it through like a magic thing. So his ring worked different, but it was, it was the same, but different. And so I think that actually would, be a really good analogy i think because we can't expect the very first jedi or force user to be in that same order because there is no order yeah um as far as i as far as i know about the force nothing uh no um there's there's three like spirits right there's the father the brother and the sister what oh that's that's a construct of what the clone wars and that's that's some wild shit that i even I'm still puzzling over to this well, day. Didn't they explore it in um, Rebels? Like, didn't Ahsoka technically die, and then her the sisters, spirit, the spirit of the sister, went into her? Uh, I think they saved Ahsoka through time travel. Well, then there's that too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's the the cartoons certainly Rebels went into like some crazy force stuff with like the animals, the forces. We got a little hint of the. Uh, Space whales, the space whales, mm-hmm. which I think are force sensitive, right, or something. Yeah. Well, they they hyperspace, they That's they it. yeah, they hyper jumped with Thrawn and and everything like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it, that that movie will be interesting. Like I said, there's not much to say about it because there's not much to know about it. Um, but those were the three three movies, three live action movies that they announced. Um, beyond that, they also announced. Um, a couple of new shows that they've, they've mentioned before, but we've gotten a little bit more information about it. The Acolyte and Skeleton Crew are the two live action shows. I'm really excited for both of these for different reasons. Oh, yeah, definitely. The Acolyte is taking place in the High Republic era. So this is, you know, a few hundred years before Anakin shows up. Mm. Um, this is a point in time. This was one of Disney's new pushes was this High Republic era. There's a lot of books, a lot of comic books. There's a video game coming out. I don't know when it's been delayed. And this is an era when the Republic is strong. 
It, they're not at war with the Sith. You know, the, it's a strong, strong era. The Outer Rim is kind of like the Wild West, though, still. And the books have introduced, like, there is, like, a main villain coming in or whatever. Um, so Palpatine. The <laughs> um, so the Acolyte, I think, is taking place a little bit towards the end of that High Republic era. And what's interesting about it is going to be from a Sith perspective. And I love this pitch. We've talked about this pitch. The pitch was, it's Frozen meets Kill Bill. <laughs> I'm with that. Yeah. Well, the, the teaser trailer that they did release in Celebration has Carrie on Moss. Her character are like already like, you know, Jedi out and she's doing her Matrix Kung Fu with a with another character. Awesome. So that's already I'm like, OK, I'm in. Let's yeah. go. It sounds I, I'm excited for it. It sounds cool that and, and some of the people that are in it, uh, I'm, I'm terrible with names, but Daphne Keene, who played X-23 and Logan, I think she's supposed to be the Sith character. I think uh, Amanda Sternberg from Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. And I think she was Rue in the Hunger Games. Uh, Never seen him. She's in it. I think she's supposed to be the Jedi character and a dude from uh, Squid Game is in it. Oh, yes. Uh, I, don't, I don't remember his name, but I love him. He was like the main character in uh, Squid Games. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, this will be the first live action show actually at the first show in this time period um i think oh the guy that played chewbacca is going to be back as a different wookie a wookie jedi which will be fun to see oh, and yeah. i think that's that's gonna be the exciting point we, we were having conversation before the show about how jedi can use their different with the force you know some are more lightsaber users more some are more force users i hope they explore that i hope we get to see more and more of that What's wrong? I'm sorry. The microphone picked up his stomach. <laughs> oh. Did you hear Rudy? Like, you, hold on, hold on, hold on. You, you were talking the whole time, and it was like... <laughs> I was like, holy <laughs> shit. These mics are amazing. Me and Isaac... Me and Isaac's eyes popped up, and we made eye contact, and then we look over at Rudy, he's like... I felt it. So I felt it happening, and then I saw him react. I'm like, holy shit. They can hear it. <laughs> That was Rudy's hunger for Star Wars, y'all. He is hungry. You are an idiot. <laughs> and I hate you so. <laughs> um, so the other live action series that they announced um, beyond the Acolyte was Skeleton Crew. Yeah, what is a Skeleton Crew? Um, from what they've said, it's about, uh, it's taking place during the New Republic era. So this is the same era as Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett, Ahsoka. And it's like children on a starship spaceship that is lost or broken down um that and that's what has me interested about it because it doesn't that description like it doesn't sound like it has any major story impact at all it sounds like someone just like i want to write this interesting story in star wars um jude law is in it wow. which i like jude law and and then yeah a bunch of kids but they are saying like they're adamant like it's not a kid show despite the children's cast do you think it do you think it'll be any kind of like force gump thing where it's like the the store certain storylines happening in the eyes of the skeleton crew or are they more act do you think they're going to be active and stuff what do you mean so like in forest gump he doesn't really have like a, a heavy hand to play but he's just like you're experiencing history through them oh uh maybe i i was kind of curious because um i mean they they totally tricked us with mandalorian 
by introducing Grogu at the end, mm. right? I'm almost, I'm kind of curious if it's going to be the same thing where the setup is, here's just a bunch of kids lost on a starship, but they're going to quickly introduce like one of them is, you know, despite the jokes earlier about Palpatine, like the Palpatine <laughs> clone, right? Like Ray's, Ray's dad, right? Because he, he left. You know, I mean, uh, I don't know what age he left. Um, but, you know, I don't know. I, I just, it's, it's interesting to me because it seems like such a random show. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious what they're going to do with it. I do hope they have a droid on there that comes out and says, danger. Will Robinson. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, it really. I mean, as soon as I read that, I was like, oh, it's Lost in Space. Which Lost I like the new Lost in Space. That, but that was a really good show. It was really sad that it ended. Yeah, and it deserved more. But yeah. Oh, it did. I'm pretty sure. I, mean, I mentioned earlier that Skeleton Crew was one of the ones I didn't get a lot of information on. I'm pretty sure I watched something though that someone described it as a, like a Goonies kind of Amlin esque type of uh, feel oh, I'm to all, it. I'm like, all in then. Like, oh yeah, like, Goonies. Yes. Like they, hey, someone described it as taking like a the view from the suburbs of Star Wars. You know, Perfect. Like these people like you know from the outside and then dropping them into an adventure. Well, that's that's one I of the like it. that's one of the things like with Andor that I really liked and some people were kind of some people were complaining that it it, it kind of dragged a bit, but I don't think that it did at all because it was it was one of those shows where it's in an established uh world and it's like yeah, other than the main storylines with your main antagonists and protagonists, here's the rest of the little people and how they live amongst this already built world without force sensitive abilities and things like that. And I kind of liked it because it, it felt it made that world feel even more lived in. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Andor did a good job of showing both the people on in the empire working for the empire, their everyday world. I mean, I mean, they showed someone eating cereal, like there's cereal <laughs> in the star Wars universe. They also established With that people, People do in fact fuck because oh, there yeah. was a brothel like first episode, and they do in fact say shit other yeah. than poodoo. Yeah, people say shit and they bang. That's what Andor gave us, yeah. and a lot more. <laughs> Andor gave us amazing stuff, but it gave us a world. Yeah. Which yeah. I mean, not to go on too much of a tangent because we were running short on time here, but one of my things for a movie or a world is you got to show me something that people are fighting for, and in Star Wars, I've never doubted from the very first movie like we see luke wanting to go play with his friends we see a bar where Mm -hmm. people are drinking and listening to music like this is a world where people are living they're having fun they're spending their money they're they're doing their things they're farming they're they're, yeah so i instantly understand why the rebels would be like no no no, the empire is taking this from me like i i I get it and and andor did even more of showing both why someone would fight for the empire and why someone would rebel yeah. Because we we have a world that's worth living in. Yeah, there's even some people, some some characters uh, uh, in I don't remember if it was either Andor or The Mandalorian, where because you know when you watch all these films and stuff, you go, well, the Empire is the bad thing. Of course you're going to hate the Empire. Of course everyone's going to rebel. Some people don't. Some people are like, well, I, you know, I got three square meals and you know someone to watch over me and there's security. I'm good. I'm oh, all yeah. for the Empire, even though they because they're only they're only. Um, aware of as much as the empire would let the regular civilians be aware of you know they don't know all the dark stuff the whole palpatine crap oh yeah absolutely they just, they just know what's exactly in front of them and that and that's probably why some i mean beyond the the it's cheaper to film outer outer rim shows because you're dealing with smaller environments and 
Tatooine and stuff like that. But I, I think that's probably why a lot of those shows do take place in that outer rim is because you, you you are going to have that um, that imperial evilness. Like I'm assuming out in the outer rim, they're not uh, hiding it as much as maybe they would on Coruscant or the inner inner rim stuff. Oh, yeah, where, I can see that. You know, you gotta you gotta play it safe so you don't piss off certain mm-hmm. you know rich, powerful yeah. people or senators and stuff like that. Um. A bunch of animation stuff was announced at Star Wars Celebration as well. We have... Uh, sorry, can you move your head back Dang. a little bit? Sorry. It's all right. <laughs> um, I think move giant, your forehead. Giant. <laughs> I'm on brand. Okay. Um, uh, Tales of Jedi Season 2 was announced. I sadly, and shame me for this, I haven't watched the first one yet. Get him, get him. Thank you. Shame. Um, I don't know why I haven't watched it. I, I need to sit down. Uh, Star Wars Visions, which is... Really cool, you know they got they. That's gather. the one I'm excited for more. Yeah. So, visions to me is it's it's a thing that I always wanted. Like what's happening right now in the Star Wars universe with all the movies and the shows. Like it's 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 these creative ideas of of what could possibly exist within that oh, universe. Yeah, like that. it's almost like a Black Mirror or like a a, what if love, sex, and robots and. Marvel's like what if it's it's all these tales of 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 different animated style you know of 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 stories that people have that 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 just exist in this world but you know but it's their vision of like what a what what Star Wars could look like mm-hmm. in in so many different With anime rainbows of animated styles and much like uh uh love death and robots the animation styles are different oh yeah i love that yeah it's different studios from around the world which is 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 great to i, I, think, I love that they're doing that like the that's probably one of my favorite ones in the whole animated yeah because uh, I, I announcement think, i think that's super fun to uh essentially have this little place like visions where you can stretch your legs and kind of take a breather from the main storyline which stuff isn't canon but you get to have fun and on the whole what if aspect of it kind of see like oh what would it be like if things were to be played on a different way in a different oh, yeah. you get to play in the sandbox yeah of yeah, that universe. yeah yeah without without affecting the main mm-hmm. storyline at all yeah and with um yeah, I feel like a lot of the world is appreciating animation more and more these days. So it's cool to get a collection of these different studios to to see that there are different styles. There are different ways to present animation. Do you guys remember um, one of my favorite like animated uh, projects? I, I, I'll use that word, but the Animatrix. Like, yeah, oh, I yeah. love all that. Like, mm-hmm. like it's that's another world within the Matrix that you know. I feel that 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 can do that because it's so big and so vast that you don't necessarily have to follow these specific people because there's so much out there that you can dive into. But no, I the, love the Matrix was one of I those things where like they, they built that world and I wanted them to explore it even more aside from like your main storyline. Oh, yeah, shows definitely. Yeah, definitely. There's a lot like, they could have done. Oh, with yeah. That. So much. But anyways, that's that's why I like uh Star Wars Visions more than anything. Yeah, I'm really excited for that. For the kids, which I'm, I'm actually glad that they're doing this because because Star Wars has become such an integral part, I think, of everyone's life. Even if, oh, you, yeah. if, even if you actively are trying to avoid Star Wars, it's there. Nope. You're going to yeah. hear about Star mm-hmm. Wars. So they showed a trailer for Young Jedi Adventures, absolutely for kids. I mean, like, 
I, I'm seeing it's like it's not even like the kids show that like oh, I'm gonna watch it anyway. I mean, it looks it's absolutely for kids, but it's cool because I'm sure there's a lot of parents that have young ones who you know maybe they're younglings. older, yeah, little younglings that their old, older siblings are watching Star Keep Wars and these other away. shows, and maybe maybe they're not comfortable showing their their young ones some of the more violent stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean. The second my kids act up, like, I'm sixty-six. Yeah, no. The second my kids act up, I'm showing them the Anakin chopping down shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just warning them. And we just saw uh, come and get <laughs> yeah. In the animated series, we just saw Darth Maul uh, decapitate. Um, what's his name? Again? We just saw the previously. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So I mean, the, the shows are all like, I, what? I don't want to say violent because I'm not. Like, uh, it is what the it Clone is. Wars. Yeah, watch the Clone Wars. Um. Actually, I haven't watched all of them, but I've watched a good portion of them. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I'm. I think it's kind of cool that that younglings are going to get to get a head start into. The I hope it's on that level of like Magic School Bus adventure with <laughs> that, like a Miss Frizzle. It's that a, trailer. Yoda's gonna be Miss Frizzle. Yeah, <laughs> that uh, like Coco Melon in space kind of vibe. <laughs> yeah. And that's taking place in the High Republic era, so there's another like jump into that generally unexplored era unless you read the books and comics um and then finally as far as animation goes the bad batch um which we are on season two right now season Mm -hmm. three was announced it's gonna be the final season next year um yeah i'm bummed out i i ended up i think it's omega (laughs) damn i was about to say that (laughs) omega yeah, I'm enjoying it. I think I think it's such a fun idea of the the bad batch, the uh, the reject clones. The concept of that was so fantastic. I knew nothing about any of those characters, and and the, just jumping right into it and stuff. You 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 actually were the one to like, are you watching Bad Batch season two? I didn't know it had already come out, and I was so pissed at myself. <laughs> Fucking binge the shit out of that thing. I'm so sad that's gonna come to. I mean, all the good things coming to an end, but that show that's it's so fun again to, to have like characters that you get you get to fall in love with that are in that world that may or may not have like a a, a big effect on like the main main storyline but it kind of does i mean they they touch on what happened to the the makers oh, of the clones yeah uh, uh, i forget their name um Kaminoans. Yeah, yeah, the Kamen- yeah they, they touched on what happened to them and touched on how the Empire switched from clones to the stormtroopers. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of really big like elements that, you know, if you're a casual Star Wars person, you don't care about. But as a nerd, it's like, oh, that's kind of cool to see. And it filled in the they, gaps. They touched on how Jabba the Hutt got his Rancor. So that's kind of mm-hmm. fun. Hey, I do have one last point before we wrap up. Um, I don't know how familiar you guys are with the Rogue Squadron. Oh yes, um, that was announced way back when. I think mm. it was the last celebration with uh, Patty Jenkins. Patty Jenkins set mm, to direct. Patty. Um, those started out as a series of books that kind of expanded on, you know, the New Republic and their you know elite fighting force, X-wing pilots. That was rumored to have been shelved. They did an interview with Captain Kennedy and they brought that up, and it hasn't been shelved. It's still a conversation but they're still kind of debating whether they want to bring it to movies or they want to make it a, a long form Disney plus series. That's awesome. And that was just for me like that. That's peak star Wars for me. Yeah. Is, is yeah. the X-Wing pilots. That's, that's it for me. Like when really? they made that announcement with Patty Jenkins, I fucking wept. Yeah. Like I, yeah. I was going to go to, I like, love that. I was so excited. And when they, they said they were going to shower it, it was backburnered. 
I wanted to kill everyone. <laughs> order 66. But I'm watching this, this, this interview with her and she just casually tosses out, Oh no, it's, you know, we're still talking about it. And possibly Disney plus series. Like I went from, from horizontal to, to vertical <laughs> so quickly, <laughs> like all the blood left my head. It was just, it was amazing, and I just wanted to bring that up in case anyone else out there. No, that is. Oh good. yeah, I imagine, I imagine like the Ike Turner meme. Bitch, what? <laughs> <laughs> there. I mean, that's that's what's wild to me is all the stuff we mentioned today. Plus, there was the video game Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Beyond what was actually announced, there's all this conversation stuff. Mm. Rogue Squadron, Lando. They're still talking about a, a Lando mm-hmm. series with with uh, Donald Glover, and um, I think they're still talking about Ryan Johnson. Um, doing another trilogy, which is crazy because you know a lot of people didn't like the Last Jedi. I, I still think he deserves a shot to to do something with it. Redemption. And then um, Taika Waititi is still oh, in talks yes. to do a oh, yeah, movie still or a trilogy or something like that. So uh, yeah, from what I read, like he wants to write it all himself or whatever yeah, like that. Yeah, so yeah. it might be a while. Um, but I mean, that's just wild. Like we are going to get so much Star Wars. It's going to be awesome. I'm here for it. Isn't yeah, it a great absolutely. time to be a nerd of any type and specifically absolutely. Star Wars? Yeah. All I have to do is survive. Me and Rudy have this thing like anytime a movie is announced, like when we go to Comic Con and it's like, you know, like right now, like it's 2023, but they're like, oh, there's a movie coming out in 2025. We have to look at each other. Survive. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. We have to survive. It's, it's getting a tiny bit more desperate every time we say it as years go by. Right, right, right. Yeah. I feel like I'm trying. In my car. the pandemic. Or okay, yeah. in my truck, I have this keychain. It's my Mario 1-Up. <laughs> I never leave the house without it just in case I need my extra life. Just, just to get to the next Star Wars movie. <laughs> any nerd movie, like, you know, or any, you know, pop culture movie in general. Like, if it grabs me, I'm like... So you're telling me I have to survive now till 2025? <laughs> but with all these announcements with, you know, Marvel movies and Star Wars movies, I'm like, I have to become immortal. <laughs> I will find the way. You know, <laughs> just and, and, and one thing I found interesting when The Last of Us came out, like people were breaking down what all was missed. Because, mm-hmm. you know, that yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. outbreak happened at a certain point. It's like Return of the King never came out. So that world, everyone watched the first two Lord of the Rings movies. And then didn't oh, get okay. the third. I got you. Like that's that's what like that got me. It's like, oh man, are we gonna get like two movies in a Star yeah. Wars trilogy? And right, then right. and then the nukes are gonna drop and <laughs> like I'll be there with my Jesus. third arm, like going across the wastelands of Bakersfield thinking Do like God damn, I wonder what happened in that movie. There's a clicker. <laughs> yeah. It's a good movie. <laughs> Do you remember in the I Am Legends movie you had that billboard of the Batman v Superman? Oh yeah. yeah. Like that thing happened, and I was like I want that, and then we and then we actually got it. But <clears throat> that's a different topic for another day. Yeah, going back to what we were talking about, being at a convention though, mm-hmm. I was at Comic Con. I wasn't in the Hall H when they announced it, but I remember like reading it, and people were, like you could hear the murmur in the crowd was because mm-hmm. you know everyone was expecting the Man of Steel two being announced. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and I think all he does like you know Zach Snyder was talking. He's like, oh, I got something to show you, and all it was was just the symbols. Yeah, oh yeah, and. And it was what the Superman symbol slowly appearing, which everyone yeah, expected, I and then the Batman symbol appearing behind it. Like, I was done. Didn't they also? I would have loved to have been in that crowd. Wasn't it not just a symbol, but it was also uh, we were Batman in, that crowd, in a we? suit, and then I do Superman remember up in, with his red eyes. Oh yeah, I think they did. Uh, they added that that clip, the the rain scene uh, with the bat symbol or whatever mm-hmm. like that. But just just seeing that symbol, like because it was such a surprise, like no one was talking. 
about it. There was no rumors about it. It was a symbol of hope. Because I remember they 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 came out and they literally read a quote from uh, the Dark Knight book. Like yes, well, I want to say it was that quote and then the symbol, yeah. right? Okay. I want to say I was there. I, well, we were at Comic Con. I don't think we were in that crowd though. You guys might have been because I, I could was be off by, my, by myself. I, like now, my timeline is so blurred. Like you know when you watch, you know you get it's too much drugs and alcohol. And, <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like when you get your memories, you know, from Facebook or IG, you know, you're like, oh, that was eight years ago. In my mind, it was like three years ago. Now I yeah. see those and I go, my hairline yeah. was better. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that was, I mean, this was a big week. Like I said, we didn't even cover a lot of the other announcements. This was all Star Wars, but uh, I ain't complaining. Yeah, no, this, this is a good week. Yeah. And that. I'm afraid it's just as good as place as any to wrap all this stuff up. You guys, thank you for listening to the Hype Attack podcast. Uh, find us at the Hype Attack on Instagram where we cover some of the things that we covered today and more because Star Wars is a big, vast universe. And this is just a few things uh, in said vast universe. So check those things out. We are the Hype Attack podcast. Doug? Uh, keep the conversation going, everybody. Keep the conversation with us. Keep the conversation going with your friends, your family. Uh, nerd out, everybody. Yeah, and, hype out. And if there's anything that we might have missed today, uh, hit us up in the in the DMs. DM us. And if there's stuff that we would maybe want us to talk about in the near future, DM us. Yeah, too. let us know what you guys are uh, hyped about. Or slide in some comments. You don't need to directly message us and yell at us. You know, just put it in the comments. <laughs> we'll read them. Well, I will sit there and go through all of them. <laughs> but will. but please be nice. Hey guys, thank you again for listening to another episode of the Hype Attack Podcast. Until next week, until next time, same hype time, same hype channel. Hype Attack! Oh. <laughs>